welcome to the Punk Priestess Podcast. I'm your host, Majori. This month, my special guest is New York City and Jersey City-based yoga instructor, Gabby Yen. In this interview, we talk about Gabby's unique journey into yoga by having been introduced to the practice through her fashion career. These classes, though fun at first, quickly started resonating with Gabby on a deeper level and eventually led her to the incredible path of becoming a yoga teacher. Gabby's story of aligning yourself to your soul truth and pursuing a path of connection and healership is so inspiring and uplifting. I'm so excited to have Gabby on to share her empowering story and her wisdom. Thank you so much for your support and enjoy the conversation. Hi, Gabby. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. How are you? Hi, I'm so happy to be here. I'm doing great. How are you? I'm great. (laughs) It's uh, definitely kind of snowy here in Michigan. So I feel definitely like all bundled up and cozy. (laughs) Absolutely. I'm in um, Jersey City. We're kind of the same weather over here. So you're a little bit colder. Yes. But I feel you on that. We're like in the the thick of winter. Yes. Um, so I like to ask all my guests before we get into the conversation, what their Zodiac sign is. So what is your sign? Cancer. Ooh. Moon child. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Um, what is the best part about being a cancer? The best part about being a cancer. Um, I think I love it because it's a water sign. Um, and you know, cancer or like the sign is a crab. Mm-hmm. And it's on the beach. And I personally love the beach. <laughs> and um, I had a reading done once and there's a lot of water in my chart. So I feel like mm-hmm. I go, I really like embrace the element of water. Like I say, I'm go with the flow. And um, it's also with that. I mean, I was told that I'm very uh, intuitive. So mm-hmm. I like to feel like that water, that wavy, that like, um, kind of like flowing with everything vibe about my sign. I love cancer energy and definitely you're totally right. on like the intuition and it is one of the most psychic signs too. Thank you. (laughs) So I've been told, so I've been told and I run with that. Um, and I like just like the little crab, like I have a thing for all crustacean. So like my kitchen is like little like lobster and crab things and stuff. So, Mm -hmm. um, I embrace the, the cancer, like signs, all that. That's so awesome. Um, and you know, what's also interesting about cancer energy, and I don't think a lot of people know this is that besides like the intuitive, like water energy, cancer is actually really connected to art and creativity and even fashion. Like a lot of people who have strong, like cancer placements and their chart are like gravitated towards fashion. Definitely. And yeah, and I have always been like creative, like art and crafts and projects and like designing and creating. And I did, you know, I did, you do know that I studied fashion. Mm -hmm. Um, So I was always kind of in the, um, the creative realm. So I totally agree with that side of it as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I know like you do yoga now, but before we jump into that conversation, I definitely want to talk about your experience in fashion, because we have some similarities there. Like we were working in the fashion industry in New York, and then now we're like taking a more holistic wellness, spiritual path. And I think that's a really cool connection. And we also have a friend in common, Monica. Totally. (laughs) Shout out to Monica. Shout out to Monica. (laughs) She is like the best like photographer and she's a Libra. She's just so artistic and creative. I don't know. I just, I love her so much. I love Libras. I always like think of like the little, I keep saying sign, but what is it like the symbol? 
to like for the signs. So Libra, I just love it because it's that scale. And that's mm-hmm. kind of how I feel about, you know, some of my close friends that are Libras, they have like that balance mm-hmm. of like different qualities. So that's, um, yeah, I love Monica. Yeah, <laughs> that is our like, connection, if you will. <laughs> yes. Um, and how did you meet Monica? Cause I met her, I think it was like 2015, 2016. I met her. Um, we were working in the fashion industry together. So it's funny. Um, uh, me and Monica actually both went to FSU and we were both in fashion. She studied the design side of it. And I mm-hmm. was like the business merchandising side. But we did have like, I think one class in common, like history of textiles or something. And so we kind of knew each other, like I recognized her face, whatever. And so the funny story is that we were graduating the same day. Mm -hmm. And so my last name is Yen with a Y and hers is uh, Zaldivar with a Z. Mm -hmm. So, you know, out of like how many hundreds of people were graduating that day, we were like at the very end (laughs) next to each other. And again, it's like, uh, you know, it's a big school and it's a big graduating class. So we're there almost like for hours just waiting for them to call everybody's name. Mm-hmm. And so it's really funny because we really bonded like during graduation. And this was like years ago. So she took like a photo of us and then she's like, what's your Facebook? And so she added me. And then it turns out after graduation, we both moved to South Florida. Mm-hmm. So when she tagged me in the photo, I, I saw her location and we happened to be like literally five minutes away from each other. And wow. she's like, do you want to come over to my pool? And I'm like, absolutely. Like everything <laughs> I just said about being a water sign holds mm-hmm. true. Like I will never turn down a pool invite. <laughs> um, I'm like, what time I'm there? I show up in my bikini, but um, the rest is history. Now we've been friends for, and you know, and now she's in Jersey city. So it's kind of like, we had these ties. Uh, at one point, we worked in the same office. That that job brought us both to New York. So mm-hmm. um, it's really cool how you know the universe works and how we basically bonded over our patience from lifelong of having a last name at the end of the alphabet. Mm-hmm. Wow! <laughs> I was like, I don't know what what letter <laughs> is your last name. I don't know if you can relate, but you have to be patient when you're there at the end. Mm-hmm. Mine's my last name is with a G. So I'm kind of, okay, no, I'm in towards no. the beginning. <laughs> you get called, yeah, you get called quick. You get to go and the rest of us are there. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, that is such a beautiful story. And yeah, I remember like when I first met Monica, when she moved to New York, she was telling me about you and how you like you moved, like, I think right before her or something. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's, it's really cool. And she takes our pictures for our businesses. And absolutely <laughs> like, yeah. Check her photos out. Um, yeah, she does amazing work. So, and mm-hmm. she's so creative um, in her illustrations and um, her art. So, definitely check her out. Yes, definitely check her out. <laughs> so, um, you were in Florida. So, you always wanted to work in New York City, or was that just something that spontaneously happened? You know, I think. Okay, this might not be true, but I had this thing where I'm like, who who doesn't wanna like live in New York city, like for Mm -hmm. a minute, like, and somebody listening will be like, no, absolutely not. But I think for the most part, everyone maybe has this desire to check out New York city, even maybe just for a visit or like, Mm -hmm. um, you know, being originally from Panama and then being in Florida, uh, New York city just felt like so different in terms of weather and like, you know, the hustle and bustle. Um, so it always had this like allure for me. 
Um, and then there was one point where uh, I had kind of like uh, someone I was dating actually mm-hmm. was moving to New York City. And it kind of sparked this like thing in me that I was like, damn, like, <laughs> it wasn't even about the relationship. It was like, damn, like life goals. Like I want to be moving too. Like, what am I mm-hmm. doing? You know? So at the, at that time I um, was able to like finagle a transfer. Okay. Through. So I had the same job in Miami um, with a fashion company that led me to New York. So I was able to kind of like interview uh, within the company and then transfer. And yeah. Yeah. So that brought me to New York city. Yeah. I feel like New York is always, you're kind of drawn to it, especially when you're like in a creative field, like an art field, you are navigated towards that. And I always had the goal to move to New York city. I went to school in Chicago and then um, quickly after I was like, okay, New York, it's it. I remember the first time I went there and like walking down times square, it is just so surreal. Like your first time. And totally. Totally. It's That's a good call out. Yeah, it depends <laughs> on what field you're in. But if it's something mm-hmm. like fashion, especially where, you know, every uh, company has like an office here and things like that. Uh, so I'm with you on that. Mm-hmm. And it's just the energy too. like the energy cannot be replicated there Mm -hmm. at all like I went to Paris a couple years ago and I was like okay Paris is gonna feel like New York it's another city and the vibe was like dead I was like is there a funeral I don't know about like yeah (laughs) it was so quiet (laughs) that's funny and I do I do say like okay if you're from New York City or if you grew up up here or you visited a lot or you're from like the northeast or wherever I do say okay for that person maybe it's the opposite like Mm -hmm. you need change so for that person that'd be cool to go to Paris that'd be cool to go to like Florida and experience like a year with no seasons (laughs) (laughs) two seasons hot and rain right or experience a little slower pace so I do think there's this like desire of just something that's different so Mm -hmm. that might not be New York City for everyone Mm -hmm. but I do think a change and since you know most of my life was like warm and you know slower pace, let's say, Mm -hmm. to an extent, um, compared to New York. Mm -hmm. Um, That's why I kind of felt this, like, desire, like, almost like starry-eyed, like, wow, like, what would Mm -hmm. it be like? And I definitely, like you said, one of the first time I was here, I was like, oh, my God, I'm like, it's surreal, for sure. Yeah, it's like, the city's on adrenaline, like, you just, you feel it. And, yeah, it's, it's crazy, but you're doing it. Yeah. You're like hustling, you're busting, you're on the subway. <laughs> and it, to some people, they might sound like, you know, to my, my older sister, she's like, no, thank you. Mm-hmm. But for me, I was like doing it, you know, with my little purse and like, like walking, walking. Um, <laughs> so it has that vibe. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's a great place too. when like, especially when you're younger, it's, I think it's a great experience to have. Like, I don't regret like moving to New York when I was 21 and like starting that life. I, I think it was a great choice because it's like, you're living, you're like living in the moment and there's no better way to, or place to do that than in New York city. Absolutely. I also want to talk about like your kind of experience in the fashion industry. Cause I know that you left and you know, kind of, if you could summarize your experience over the years, like, what was it like for you? <laughs> Loaded question. Um, I know, right? Well, you know, I studied fashion and I was always like, like I said, I was always creative. 
Mm-hmm. So I was always like kind of drawing and designing and I loved like putting outfits together. And when I went to school, you know, I realized, I don't know if it was the sewing machine that got me, but I was like, I'm not built to sew. Mm-hmm. I was more so interested in like the, um, the merchandising aspect of it. So I went okay. in that route, um, which ultimately led me to be um, in stores for a while and then um, in a corporate office um, in sales. I did kind of, I did get to experience a lot throughout the years. Like ever since college, I had an internship, which led me to a job opportunity, which led me to like, let's say three promotions within that company, which led me to a bigger company, which led me to, to change a little bit and move into the corporate side of it, uh, Mm -hmm. which ultimately led me to New York. So I was able to experience, you know, and then when I was in the office, I did more so like the operation side of it, and then the sales side of it. So I was able to explore like a a wide gamma. Mm -hmm. Um, I do think I enjoyed the, like the, what I just said, like the diversity of what I was able to do and that Mm -hmm. I was able to like be with physical products because that's always what I liked, right? I was able to touch and shop and try on and like present Mm -hmm. um, and more so work with people. Uh, mm-hmm. Because it's all about building relationships, right? Mm-hmm. Especially in sales, in any field, it's building that repertoire, having that communication, following up. Mm-hmm. So that was basically my entire life, right? You get out of school, you go, 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 you work, work, work. You know, I think this is like in hindsight now, right? Like looking at back at my previous life. Yeah. I think there was always something that I you know, I just was kind of like working. I loved what I said about I I always had this passion for clothes. But Mm -hmm. I think to some extent, the role it was always just kind of like work, it was I wasn't really, really resonating with it that much. Mm -hmm. Um, It did actually lead me to yoga, though, because when I started working at the corporate office, uh, they offered yoga, right? You know how they have like wellness initiatives, and they're like, for all the employees we're doing yoga every Mondays and Wednesdays at like 630, whatever. Mm-hmm. So I went to go, I think like anybody, right. To like socialize with yeah. coworkers. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was like, Oh, like I do like this. I was like feeling a little bit stronger. I did feel like it was a good workout. Um, I was all about trying to get like my headstand on. And mm-hmm. um, so I liked the physical part of it. Um, I do think, the more I kept going, you know, the spiritual and the mental part kind of kept clicking for me more. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was really critical for me because I, because what I just said, like the fashion and whatever the work that I was doing, it wasn't the most fulfilling to me, but I think because I had this balance of this practice that I kept cultivating, Mm-hmm. Honestly, I think that's why I stayed so long. I was there like for over, you know, 10 years in this career, which I wasn't, you know, it was very stressful at times. And I, you know, I can think of many managers and bosses I had throughout the years that were very challenging. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, fashion, you know, sometimes it can be kind of cutthroat. Sometimes it's almost like this life or death emergency where it's yes. funny because you know, we were always saying like, guys, it's actually not life and death. Like we're actually not saving <laughs> lives here. It feels like it. Um, yeah. Maybe when other fields can relate, like it feels like we're saving lives, but we're kind of not. But there was this, you know, especially in New York City, um, you know, end of quarter, whatever the case may be, it was 
very stressful. Mm -hmm. And I think the fact that I was able to set that aside and go do yoga for one hour every day after work, it really would help me be able to like handle all of the things that I thought were just like kind of nonstop every day, all day. Mm -hmm. So in a sense, like I do, I do attribute, um, you know, my success in, in my career to having this practice that helped me, you know, balance Mm -hmm. everything and kind of stay clear. And, you know, at some point we were doing, they offered meditation Mm -hmm. during lunch, honestly. um, And to this day, I still also have a practice of meditation. There was some days that had I not made it to that meditation, like I wouldn't have been able to like come back to my desk and handle, you know, the, (laughs) I want to say like the shit storm yeah. <laughs> that was just like nonstop. And I think that's something that I realized the more I practice is like, everything is always going to be nonstop. Mm-hmm. There's always going to be something thrown your way. There's always going to be some quote unquote emergency. There's always going to be some, you know, like siren going mm-hmm. off in the distance. And if you're in New York city, like quite literally, but yeah. <laughs> you don't carve out that time for yourself to kind of be the most balanced self that you can or centered or focused or just like take a beat mm-hmm. um you'll you're never going to have that time so it might not be yoga and meditation for everyone but truly having something that you can keep coming back to that helps you be the best person that you can be so then that in turn translates to those around you to your work to everything that we need to do, you know, in order to keep living and paying bills and moving on as Mm -hmm. best as we can. Yeah. Um, You said a lot of amazing things and like, that's really cool that your company was able to offer you the Mm -hmm. meditation and the yoga, because I feel like that is like 1% of the industry that like offers those like wellness um, type of programs. I think it was kind of on the rise. Like there was something that they were, you know, there was like this call to wellness that they're like, okay, what things can we mm-hmm. offer? Um, yeah. I think but- that's really helpful. Like I wish the jobs that I worked at in the industry offered that because if you, if they didn't offer it, you know, you would have to do it on your own, but I was doing that on my own. But of course, a lot of other, the majority of other people weren't doing that. And then you kind of get this culture, this very toxic culture, where there's like well, a lot of harm. Interesting is that in all the places that I've worked and you know, mm-hmm. when they did do some offerings, what's, what was always interesting to me is like the very small percentage of people that actually take advantage and will participate. Mm-hmm. So that says something in itself. And, you know, everyone would tell me every day, like, I'm, I'm too busy for that. Mm-hmm. And I would just like, you know, I would kind of laugh to myself because I'm too busy too. However, somehow, you know, when you carve out time for things, you, you carve out time for it. Mm -hmm. So we still all get what we need to do done, but how are you coming at it? Are you just like nonstop with your head down for those 10 hours? And then you forgot to drink water or like go to the bath. Like you didn't even walk Mm -hmm. around all day. Or did you say, listen, the world's not going to end if I, if I step away from my desk at six o'clock. Mm-hmm. and do this and then come back even better 
tomorrow Mm -hmm. or whatever to be able to handle. And I think the more that you kind of make that time for the routines that help you be the best that you can, you know, mentally and physically, Mm -hmm. um, that's important because there's always going to be the like never ending work. There's always going to be that next email. There's always going to be that phone call. Um, so it was always surprising to me in yoga, in meditation, in like two different companies, it would be like, you know, the same, like five people that would show mm. up out of like hundreds, mm-hmm. which worked for me. Right. Cause I basically, <laughs> a lot of days I got like one-on-one, but, and I, you know, to this day, I'm like really good friends with my first teacher. She's like my OG mentor. Um, I still, you know, take her classes whenever I can. So since you said that, and, you know, another thing too, is like, I get it. It's hard to like, if your company isn't offering that, um, and sometimes if they are, you're like, oh my God, I don't know. I don't want to join. I, before I even like went to the conference room or whatever, I, I Googled, I looked up some YouTube on my own. Like I started mm-hmm. doing it on my own, like feel comfortable. Um, so there is a lot of resources, right? Your company mm-hmm. is offering it or not. You can find a plethora online. You can mm-hmm. pop into a studio nearby. Usually they'll give like a first class for free. So you can reach out to me. I mean, there's a company yeah. them on IG live. So there's always a way to for yoga or for anything, right? To kind of get some movement, try something out, feel comfortable from your home or go with a friend or whatever the case may be. If it it was funny though, since we're talking about the corporate arena and fashion and how uh, yoga kind of helped me through it. But in that sense, it also brought yoga to me like quite Mm -hmm. literally because they came to my office and I was like, okay, let me go, let me go check this out. You know? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really cool. And yeah, like they say, like what you seek is seeking you. And it is like, you know, if you are going to, if you're thinking about more of like a mindfulness approach or trying to start meditation or yoga, there's like so many resources and like, you will find that energy is like attracting to you. (laughs) So it's, yeah, but that's really cool. I mean, I started yoga when I was in high school and that was also great for me as being like an athlete to find a way to kind of release some of that energy and mellow totally. out a little bit. So it was good, but over the years, it has been hard for me to be consistent, but that's one of my goals actually this year is to <laughs> be more consistent with uh, yoga, but, um, but even having just like, if it's not yoga, if it's not meditation, just even like taking a walk or writing or, you know, tarot or Reiki or whatever else, there's so many different ways to kind of release and come back home to yourself. Yeah, totally. I'm like, I may be biased. I think yoga is the best. No, I'm kidding. But (laughs) honestly, like you said, anything that helps you kind of ground yourself and center yourself and, you know, and get a little bit of movement each day, walk around, yeah, dance a little bit, any Mm -hmm. type of uh, for, for me, yoga is like that, like physical and mental and spiritual. So it's like mind, body, so all in one. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that could be found, you know, in different ways for everybody. Mm-hmm, exactly. So why did you decide to fully make the switch to do yoga full time from working in fashion? You know, so um, I think like many, we can all relate, like COVID happened. Mm -hmm. 
That was like the, just the <laughs> universal switch, right? Yes. In some way we all switched in, you know, like pre and post COVID. Um, but yeah, you know, fashion industry and many, you know, it got hit hard. Mm-hmm. Like we were closed. So I did the whole like working from home and then I did the furlough and then um, we were like, yeah, we'll be back in a few months. And then that didn't happen. Right. Mm-hmm. It was like a whole year and more. Um, so actually I ended up getting laid off from that job. Mm-hmm. Um, and when that happened, it was almost like, I, I was like, oh my God, good. Like, <laughs> I was like, I was already more and more in disalignment with that job, particularly. Mm-hmm. I liked, you know, I liked, I showed up with work. And like I said, I think yoga allowed me just to balance it out and and look at the, look at the positive side of it and like really keep my composure and do what I needed to do. But, mm-hmm. you know, most of the time I was just ready to leave and then go do yoga. It was mm-hmm. almost like I had a balance, but, um, once, you know, that job was basically taken away from me, mm-hmm. I was like, oh my gosh, like, I, do I miss it at all? Did I, was I, you know, it all kind of made us stop quite literally and think, like, you know, what have I been doing with this thing that I was not even like, almost like, I don't know, more and more throughout the year. This is like, this has been my whole like adult life up to now. Mm-hmm. And now it's gone. And I don't even care. It was almost like a, a awakening. Yeah. Of like how and what's funny is that I had, I had always wanted to be a yoga teacher. Mm hmm or at least get like my certification, right? Just to like advance like my um, knowledge. So I've always wanted to, and I've been practicing yoga for 10 years and I always wanted to. And I was like, how funny that my time is so consumed with this one thing that now I don't even have that I didn't even care about mm-hmm. that I never had the time, quote unquote, yeah. to do the one thing that I actually really, really was passionate about and wanted to do. So in that sense, um, it was a little bit of a blessing in disguise because I suddenly had some free time. Mm-hmm. I was able to get my yoga certification. And, you know, so I do think um, it's funny because, you know, you'll say like, how did you make that leap? So mm-hmm. in a sense, I was kind of pushed. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then when the dust settled, um, I did, I did kind of have to decide because mm-hmm. I, you know, I was updating my resume. I was looking at LinkedIn. I was mm-hmm. seeing some jobs pop up. I actually went on some interviews and I was like, let me, you know, what am I doing? Let me go back to mm-hmm. my nine to six, mm-hmm. my corporate job. Let me get my paycheck. Let me do the, what I know. Let mm-hmm. me keep taking those steps. Let me keep just doing it. Right. I could execute. I could just do it. Let me just keep doing that. Yeah. Um, it's more safe. And I think that's how we feel most mm-hmm. of the time. Like we have to, we have to work mm-hmm. and, you know, I would justify it. Like it doesn't have to be your passion, but if you're able to balance and if it's able to pay for our passions and, mm-hmm. you know, our travels and vacations and this and that, then there's a balance in that. Um, so I was kind of right there. Like, do I just go back to mm-hmm. try to do my yoga thing on the side? That's the more, you know, maybe easier choice. Mm-hmm. And then you have society and then you have your family. Like, what are you doing? And yeah. Like looking at your bills. And then you're like, oh my gosh, what should I do? 
So there was some, you know, internal struggle there. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I went on those interviews, I just kept feeling like, yeah, oh, like, mm-hmm. I don't want to go back. I felt like I'm kind of not being true to myself. Like yeah. I'm going back to the thing that I realized was that I don't want to do, but it mm-hmm. seemed like the smart option. It mm-hmm. seems like the safe, like, let's go. Yeah. Like practical option. Practical. Like I think to an extent we've all been there. Mm -hmm. Like, okay. Oh, I want to go start my own thing and do this, but it's just more practical, you know, financially and, you know, stable to stay at this job. Mm -hmm. And so I was going through the motions. I was doing my interviews, putting on like my little suit and going, um, that's how I felt like, okay, let me put on my, let me grab my like resume. Let me, um, let me just say, uh, what would be the correct answer in the interview. Mm-hmm. Let me talk about my experience. Cause I have experience. So I was like, let me just go through the motions. Um, I kept kind of like not being able to do it. I kept thinking like, I hope I don't get it. I was like, you know what, if I get it, that's the universe that if it's meant to be, I was like, or I was like, what if I, it's like, maybe it's a yoga fashion company. I was like, maybe trying okay. to justify it. If it's mm-hmm. more in a line with, you know, with my, more, more with my interests, maybe mm-hmm. if it's the right company, maybe it's a different brand. I was like, yeah, yeah, then I can like justify it. Right. Yeah. So I did go on. I was kind of like being more particular with the ones I was looking for in the interim. I was, I was like a new yoga teacher. So I was trying to teach as much as I could. So I mm-hmm. was doing Zoom classes. I was going outside, you know, when we were able to go outside again in person, I was doing <laughs> yoga in the park. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I teach my my twin sister via via Zoom, like we do sessions. Mm-hmm. She's still in Florida. Um, so I was just, you know, learning how to teach because I, I mm-hmm. to this point, I've been a student. And so, you know, teaching is a whole nother practice, right? Mm-hmm. Making sure you know how to um, explain things and show. So I was teaching as much as I could. And um, I do feel very lucky in the sense that while I was in this debate, uh, the yoga opportunities just kept that path kept kind of mm-hmm. evolving. The more I kept practicing and the more I was putting myself out there, the more opportunities seemed to come to me. Mm-hmm. And at a certain point, I was like, well, what would happen if I would if I tried to get opportunities? And so I started like emailing studios nearby and gyms nearby. And um, I got like a certification to do kids yoga. And I was like, I can do the daycares. And I was volunteering. And honestly, I just kept getting more and more like actual yoga gigs you know, I was like, Oh my gosh. So now I have a class every day. And then I was like, okay, great, 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 great. Then I was like, Oh my God, now I have two classes every day. Great, 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 great. So honestly, just kept kind of in my pursuit of wanting to teach. And, you know, it was really comforting because it was almost like, this is what I am meant to do Mm -hmm. because the fashion thing, I always kind of felt like I was doing it, but in a sense, I don't know, like I was just doing it, you know? Yeah, I didn't feel connected to it. And, you know, at some point, it did feel like a struggle. You know, I kept doing my job. I kept, you know, doing yoga to keep me sane enough to do my job. Feel right. And so I felt like doing this 
this change, the universe almost like kept validating, like, mm-hmm. yes, you, and here's another thing. And here, and like, I kept getting signs and it just, it kind of naturally flowed to a point. It's almost like to a point I, I was like trying to ride the bike and I, and then all of a sudden I like looked down and like the training wheels are off and I was just, I was riding it already. Yeah. Yeah. I that's super cool. To, like think, mm-hmm. you know, it was like, it just happened. Yeah. So I do feel very fortunate in that sense that it just all like it went, it went that way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The universe like opened up and yeah, I feel like it's definitely like COVID really kind of had us take a break from what we were doing and have some reflection of like, wait, mm-hmm. is this really my true self? Am I just like a conformist robot going through the motions in this capitalistic you know, society. And that was like my awakening um, because I was laid off um, right in the beginning of COVID because I worked for a a Chinese company. So we got like the hit first because we were so like close to that. And um, it was at first I was like, oh my God, what am I going to do? And then I like went back home to Michigan for three months and it was just like, I had the time to actually push my business to the next level. And it was just like, great. And I was like laid off for six months, but I was still also like, okay, I need to like get back in the industry. Cause I still had that like passion there. And I ended up getting a job. It was like great for like six months. And then like my sudden return started. So like when you are like, I don't know if you heard about the sudden return astrology, but it's like a crazy time when you're between the ages of like 29 to like 31, you go through a lot of changes. And when that happened, like the rose colored glasses flew off and I was like, okay, I don't want to do this anymore. It feels like I'm in an abusive relationship and I'm just realizing I'm in an abusive relationship, but, um, but then it was like by, like August, I had the awakening, like, okay, I'm just going to pay like the last, you know, finish my lease in the city and I'm going to just do my business full time. And I was like a little nervous that it wasn't going to work out, but then, um, the universe like flooded me with clients and I was like booked straight for like almost two months. And it was just like kind of what you were saying. It's like the floodgates kind of opened once like you allowed yourself to pursue that path. That's more in alignment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think too, I think in, in almost in any scenario, when you're like where you're meant to be, or when you, when you're able to kind of be at a place where you're feeling good about yourself, Mm-hmm. that's when things kind of seem to go great. That's mm-hmm. when you'll like meet someone on the street or that's when you'll find some, that's when you'll help somebody. And, you know, a lot of times it's kind of like ebbs and flows in life. And we're just all trying to kind of, you know, work on ourselves or work on all these things that all these different aspects in our life. But um, when you are kind of at your, at your best self, let's say, whatever that appears to be like mm-hmm. on whatever given day, and when you are kind of where you're meant to be, there's these moments that I've experienced, you know, in other, in other times in my life, in other areas of my life, that things seem to like, just come together, that mm-hmm. things are kind of given to you, or you put something out and, you know, it just seems to kind of work that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will say, just because you mentioned like relationships, I will say, you know, yoga, like, despite what I was saying with work being very challenging and yoga helping me. There was just so many relationships I can think of 
um, the job changes, you know, moving to New York as as glamorous as we described it was, it was tough for me at first. Mm-hmm. It was very cold. I moved, you know, in the dead of winter. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't used to that. The the relationship I mentioned that I moved here kind of with, it immediately ended. You know, I found mm-hmm. myself with without my twin sister, without my friends, without my family for the first mm-hmm. time. There was a lot of changes. You know, I was that that at that point was my Saturn return as well. And um, it was a lot of things just like job was like one part of it. There were mm-hmm. so many things that I felt, you know, were in constant change and ending and turmoil mm-hmm. that at the end of it, I just like, I just feel like I always had yoga practice to go to. Yeah. It kept you so grounded. Despite, despite not having maybe that many friends here, despite going through a terrible breakup, despite you know, having that micromanaging boss, despite having a new roommate, despite being freezing, despite, you know, physically, whatever it was that I was going through, every single time I was like, I'm just gonna, you know, what my plan is, is work on myself, go here, Mm -hmm. go to this place where it helps me feel better. Mm -hmm. So that can be anything. It's almost like when I look back, and one of the reasons why I love yoga so much, and I always wanted to be a teacher, because it was that one, almost like that, even though nothing is constant, it felt like that one that I did have, as literally everything in my life has come and gone around mm-hmm. me and changed and evolved, sometimes for the better, or, or sometimes just, you know, it wasn't meant to be and whatnot, um, disappointments and whatever, you know, we all experience in in life's mysterious ways. It's like the fact that I had this place that I could just always go back to, Mm -hmm. um, which was essentially just kind of building my self-love and my, you know, my self-care and my like self-worth and physical strength and mental strength and all the other things that come with it. That was like truly amazing. And that's something that, you know, really makes the practice like special to me. So when being a teacher, if I could facilitate and create that space for other people to have that time for Mm -hmm. themselves despite whatever is going on to me that's just like the most special thing yeah ever yeah getting to help someone on their journey and it's it's very beautiful like I feel that when I'm giving tarot readings and doing astrology readings it's just kind of opening up a little bit of like a roadmap for like self-discovery, but then it's like, you know, there's support here. And I think mm-hmm. that's why I think like these, um, like wellness, holistic tools and modalities like yoga and even like crystal healing and stuff. It's just like, so yeah. important to, yeah. you know, just this journey and just figuring it all out because <laughs> sometimes yeah. it's a clusterfuck and you're like, what am I doing? And then when you have like, you know, something that is like, no, like it's going to be okay. Like we're going to figure it out. You know, it's, it's good. <laughs> You kind of mentioned teaching and like how you want to give the healing and like the love of yoga to other people. What else is kind of some of your like goals of yoga and how you want to advance that? Like not only for yourself, but um, for others. Good question. I mean, for now, being like a newer teacher for now, my goals is like to keeping like as much of a student as I can. So I'm all about continuing to learn in order to have new things to continue to teach. So the more that I continue to learn and basically kind of like inspire myself is where the inspiration is going to come from. 
So I'm all about continuing learning, bringing different things to my classes, whether it be like different breathwork techniques, you know, there's so many different like aspects within like kind of the yoga philosophy that we can go into. Mm-hmm. Um, so my thing is kind of as I continue to learn and expand, that's where the expansion is going to come from. Mm-hmm. It's almost like taking it kind of being where I am and mm-hmm. continuing to like honoring this time where I don't know everything I can't I don't. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not like, oh, my God, I'm gonna open my own yoga studio right now. I mean, maybe <laughs> but I'm kind of seeing how as much as I continue to evolve and transform and where that's going to take me and Um, my learnings with it. And even, you know, within this year, I look back to like the very beginning and how much I've changed and like done things differently. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I don't know. I'm always trying to, um, I don't, I guess we can make it more accessible and see where we can kind of just have more yoga for people or or kind of like break it down like in a way that we all get it and it's not some like wait what is she even talking about right Mm -hmm. now you know yeah exactly would you ever see yourself like trying to offer yoga at like different fashion companies one day like (laughs) have you thought about you know I would I would because that was my route so I definitely would um I would love to and you know part of the thing that I do enjoy is kind of bringing so I I work at a a wide array of places Mm -hmm. and um my favorite, I would say, is the ones that aren't like a yoga studio. Okay. It's like I'm at a gym. So mm-hmm. people are like, I don't want to do this. I'd rather do a hit class. I'd rather do spinning. I'd rather weight lift. But maybe, you know, if they come in through that door, I'm mm-hmm. like, ooh, like, cool. <laughs> Give them the intro. Yeah. So I'm in various gyms like that. I'm also like in a couple um, like apartment buildings. So I love people who maybe wouldn't have tried it or don't really know what it is and kind of get them in Mm -hmm. and introduce it because I feel like that's what happened to me so I feel like that's kind of my approach in teaching is like person to person like listen this is how I thought about it it's almost Mm -hmm. like I call it um you know like I'll sprinkle in like some spiritual food for thought okay (laughs) I like that and I love like breaking it down like we're not just gonna chant Um, Mm -hmm. just because of it like this is actually what it means these Mm -hmm. are the benefits and then you know the third level of like fuck it just try it like Mm -hmm. yeah so I'm not just gonna say something and say something and assume we all know because we're yogis I'm gonna actually explain it and kind of break it down because I feel like that's what had helped me Mm -hmm. I wasn't really there for the chanting I wasn't there for the mantras I wasn't And whenever it was introduced to me, and if it was in a way that I was like, oh, like, I kind of see what the point is to it, Mm -hmm. um, then I'm more apt to try it, and Mm -hmm. then maybe explore how does that feel to me and maybe receive the benefits. And that's kind of my approach to teaching something like, hey, this is actually the point of why, or this is the meaning of Mm -hmm. this word. And Mm -hmm. so, or take this mudra, like a hand seal, and mm-hmm. add your meaning to it. So everything can be more meaningful if you add that significance to it. Mm-hmm. So and it's almost touch. like, how do you, yeah, how do you um, teach that? It's not just like, okay, we're all going to bring our thumbs to our forehead. And then mm-hmm. no, why are we doing that? What does it mean? And also, what can you make this moment mean for yourself? So 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, because I know like the the yoga language, that's what I call it, can be sometimes, you know, really confusing. You're like, what are these words mean? Like, what am I doing? And like, so it's nice to like break it down and have yeah. it more, yeah, definitely accessible for people who are, you know, I'm just here to like get the physical exercise. I'm not here for like, you know, the spiritual part of it, which is totally fine. If there's a little <laughs> bit sprinkled in. yeah. And it happens to resonate with you and you happen to have a moment like I did, like, oh, you know, the, the way that they said that it actually has kind of helped me mm-hmm. think of something differently or, you know, look at a different part of myself or help me in another issue I was facing or whatever the case may be. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. So do you practice yoga every day? Like what's kind of your own personal practice? You know, I, um, it kind of depends on my teaching schedule because I am teaching like multiple times every day. Mm-hmm. But I do try to, I've been a little bit inconsistent. Like I haven't been doing every day, but there's that kind of like that balance I try to give myself. Like, if, mm-hmm. and, and everyone should. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're tired, there's like, there's a day where, yep, you go anyway. And then there's other days where you're tired and you're like, no, I'm, I think I do need a rest. So I do try to give myself that, but I do try to go and take classes like as much mm-hmm. as I can within my free time and within like my physical and like mental capabilities. So I would say at least like four times a week. Um, but I'm also like teaching at a lot of places. So I am also trying to incorporate practice what I preach, right? Like I also try to, I'll go try a different workout mm-hmm. and see, yeah. right? Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm telling people to, you know, stop doing the kickboxing class and come over and try. I'll like, I'll come over and try a kickboxing too, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So yeah. I think we should all add different things, whether that's like in fitness or in general, just try different things and mm-hmm. um, give yourself that like opportunity to experiment and try and basically invest in yourself within the trying things and the learning, keep like adding things to yourself. And I know a lot of people are like, well, I've never done it. So it's like, then try something, right? Mm -hmm. That's the only way to do something. So Mm -hmm. I've been, um, I've been trying a lot of different workouts as well. Yeah. I'm in like in those places and in around a lot, I'm able, I have like it's nice, like a little perk that I can like use different um, gyms and try different things out too. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. Um, so do you have any upcoming classes or events that you want to talk about for your business? And also, do you want to talk about how people can like book with you? Um, are you only like virtual or are you also, are you only like in person? Are you also virtual? I do both. So like if you're in the uh, New Jersey or New York City area, you can um, reach out to me on Instagram, Yoga by Yen. That's also my website, yogabyyen.com. Um, then if you're not in this area, you can also reach out to me to do a virtual session. And yeah, so I'm, I mean, I'm at a bunch of places around here. There's um, a bunch of studios where you can come in, try a class for free. Um, but I'm also always trying to do my own classes, whether via Zoom or in person and kind of set things up. So yeah, I think the best way would be just to like, follow me on Instagram, send a message, check out my stories, because I'm always posting kind of where I'm at and what I'm doing um, via there. 
Mm-hmm. And I'll have all the information like in the show notes too, for everyone listening. So <laughs> that would be there, but that's awesome. Yeah. I definitely, I love how like with technology, you know, Zoom has really like helped it become more accessible for practitioners and instructors, even for like my own business. It's like, I used to do mostly like in person before COVID and now it's like 95% like Zoom totally. virtual and it's, it's awesome, but you can connect with anyone around the world. So totally. it's super cool. And I love Zoom yoga because almost like even if, especially if you're like wanting to try it, but you don't want to go in. It's like, what a better way than to be like in your own space, mm-hmm. comfortable, and just kind of like you, you put yourself on mute. You don't have to worry about like, if you're whatever, uh, breathing or screaming or like whatever is <laughs> going on, like play your own music. Like, mm-hmm. I love um, Zoom yoga. So I'm often taking classes like with my teachers via Zoom. And I've done a lot of one-on-ones on Zoom too, where like we all have our cameras and that you can see me really clearly. I'm set up. Mm-hmm. I can see you and you have like, it's right there. So sometimes I feel like in classes, there's, there's other benefits to like being in person and having more people to look at and, mm-hmm. and being like in the, the room, but there's definitely like pros and things that I love, you know, about my own practice and being in my own home and, uh, and doing things via Zoom. So Mm-hmm. definitely I think everyone flip-flops right like nobody wanted to do zoom and now some, sometimes <laughs> we don't want to go back to person so yeah <laughs> depending on wherever you know you lie in that you, you have options for mm-hmm. sure. awesome and um, how can people best support you and what does support look like for you following me on instagram and just as as that's kind of the platform I'm using to connect with people Mm-hmm. And, and then via there, you know, I share kind of what I'm doing. I share how I'm feeling. I'll share different things. And I think, you know, when we're the cool thing about Instagram too, is like, it's a free tool, like to mm-hmm. follow someone, to share them, to like, you know, support what, what we're all doing in whatever mm-hmm. capacity that is. It's like, you know, it's like a, a press of a button Yes, and um, <laughs> it's kind of, to some extent, right? It's not the end all be all, but sometimes when you're there and you're sharing things that you really love and you're, and you're trying to, you know, grow your business and you're trying to, um, you know, share, you know, for me, like I'm trying to share yoga. It does mean a lot, you know, if, if someone comes and likes something mm-hmm. or shares a comment, because I am sharing it kind of from, you know, my most, most authentic self. So it's not, you know, I think we kind of, put everything in this category, like, well, we just want like likes on your selfies. I think when you're depending on what you're sharing and what you're trying to do, it -hmm. means a lot more, you know, when we can all like support each other, when you're putting out stuff there, kind of like from your heart, you know? Yes, exactly. So yes, follow Gabby on Instagram and get all the things, (laughs) all the good insights. So yeah, come take a class. class. (laughs) So, well, thank you so much, Gabby, for being on the podcast. It was such a joy to talk to you and definitely you're very inspiring and it's so beautiful to hear stories like yours of following your dream and your heart. So thank you so much. Oh my God, you too. Thank you for having me and thank you for the inspiration. Oh, thank you so much. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Thank you. Bye.